0: Turning your Bibles this morning to the book of Saint Mark chapter number 10. And we're going to continue week number 2 of our theme for the year and that is Jesus coming on the scene in 2015. Don't you want him to come on the scene in your life and your marriage and your children and your finances because when Jesus shows up things change. I need some things changed. If things are not just all perfect, then I want them to change. But I want them to change for the better, amen? How many of those things can change all right? They can go from bad to worse (laughs) real quick. But I want things to change for the better. And so, as we look this week, and we're talking about um, uh, Jesus coming on the scene, as we talked last week, as we looked at how the disciples could not cast out Uh, the spirit out of the young boy. And Jesus told them, this kind cometh out only by prayer and fasting. And as we've kicked off the month of January, pray and fasting, I was back looking on the board this morning at all the meals and everyone that has fasted and prayed. And if you fasted a meal this week and it didn't write it on the board, go write it in and fill those blocks completely up. I would like to see lots of participation Whether you're just giving up a single thing. Whether you're doing the no meat or no sweets. Or whether you're doing a meal. Everybody, you do what God puts on your heart. But during this 21 days, we're doing something to show God. God, I need that kind of faith. I need mountain moving faith. I need devil chasing faith. I need things changing kind of faith. And faith, amen, begins to to stir our heart. As we begin to yield ourselves to Him, as I said before, fasting doesn't do anything to change God. Fasting changes you. He has enough faith to do it. We just have to have the faith, as the, the Father said last week, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. It's our unbelief that we're fasting for. It's our unbelief that we're praying for, that God begin to change and and begin to work some things around. And so I know many uh, did the three-day fast this week. Some of you may do the three-day fast next week, whatever you choose to do. Uh, But we're beginning to move into a realm uh, to where the Lord begins to to, to show us things and begin to lay in a foundation for the year. Lord, what do you want for my family? What do you want for my business? What do you want? And we're going to look at, uh, uh, just go to that next step this morning. How many here this morning... Uh, uh, did something. How many, did anyone do the three-day fast this week? Anyone? Several there? Hey, would you just stand to your feet? Uh, how many, did, did anyone fast a single meal this week? Anybody on the board just stand up? Anybody give up anything? You just gave up something. Just stand to your feet. Thank you, Lord. Every week, amen, I want to honor and ask God to restore and to honor your faith. Father, I thank you. Lord, you see corporately as a body, as a church. Lord, we're stretching our faith. Lord, we're telling you, Lord, this year we need you to show up on our behalf. And, Lord, we're willing, Lord, to deny our flesh and say no to our appetite so that we can say yes to you. So, Father, I ask you to honor these. Lord, you have seen what they've done in secret. And today I ask you to exalt and lift and bless. Let this week be a week of favor and of blessing. And Lord, you begin to turn things around on their behalf. And I thank you for coming on the scene for the Lord's house and for our people as we corporately stand together believing for an outpouring. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. Now you continue. Man, let's fill up this next week. And you continue to do whatever the Lord has laid on your heart. And we thank God this 21 days is just going to be uh, a phenomenal. M- Mark chapter 10 and verse number 46. <coughs> Excuse me. We're going to begin reading here in verse 46. Very familiar story. But I want to point out a few things this morning. And they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus. Everybody say, blind Bartimaeus. Do you realize right off the bat that he is being identified by his situation? I don't know about you, but I don't want to be identified with my my situation. Huh? I don't want nobody calling me broke Samuel. Ugly pretty boy. I've heard that one. Uh, pretty ugly, you know. I don't want nobody identifying me by, oh, you know, that's the, that's the one that did this. He did this. That's blind Bartimaeus. That's lame, this one. That's dumb, this one. That's, we, if we're not careful, we put identity on people by their situations. You hear people identifying themselves with their problems and, Amen. they always revert back. Well, you know, ever since my heart attack. Well, you know, ever since I got cancer. Well, ever since I got a divorce. Well, ever since I got bankruptcy. And we start identifying ourselves with a bad situation. I'm telling you, God, amen, is not looking at you and He is not identifying you with anything bad, but He's looking at you and going, that's the one that I created in my image. Amen, they're blessed. They're the head and not the tail. They're Above only and not beneath, Amen. They're a child of the Most High God. I want to be identified, Amen, by what Jesus says I am, and not what the world says I am. Well, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the wayside begging. Have you ever have you had some begging years? (laughs) Have you had some lean years? Sometimes it seemed like everything you got came with an effort. I mean, you just had to beg and borrow, and some say steal, but we don't recommend that. <laughs> it seemed like everything you got. I mean, you, you, you just it seemed like others; everything just fell in some folks' laps. But you just had to scrape and scramble for everything. Amen. I Here, blind Bartimaeus. Amen. I he's been blind. He's sitting by the wayside, and his life is a life of begging. For everything he can get. Something's about to happen. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth. When he heard, the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God some people don't even know what they're believing for they don't even know what to ask for They don't. but then they hear the word and they realize I'm created for more than just a struggle I am created in God's image he wants me amen to number one to have eternal life but then he wants me to have life here and have it more abundantly amen God wants me to do my part to do right and to live right but then God wants to work on my behalf and then all of a sudden faith begins to rise in their heart and they say you know what I can do better and so when he he heard that it was Jesus. Now, Jesus' fame was spreading. Everywhere he went, the Bible says he was doing good. Healing the sick, raising the dead, casting out devils. And so, I'm telling you, if you were sick or lame, you had heard of Jesus. He's the one that makes the blind to see. He's the one that makes the lame to walk and the deaf to hear. He is the one that raised that dead man. After he was dead three days, I mean, his fame would begin to go around. And all of a sudden... Hey, what's all this commotion? Can somebody spare a dime? What's going on? I hear a lot of noise. I hear a lot of footsteps. And somebody says, hey, it's Jesus. Jesus is coming. And all of a sudden, something rose up on the inside of him. Faith, because he had heard what Jesus could do. And the Bible says, he began to cry out. People says, hey, this is church. You need to quieten down. You need to, you need to settle it down a little bit. We need to be quiet. Oh, he began to, he said, I'm out here and the crowd is loud. Everybody, but I'm going to be a little louder. And he began to raise his voice. And he began to cry out and he began to say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I'm telling you, it's time that the church, we begin to cry out. And we begin to say, Lord, we need some mercy. I'm not asking for judgment. I'm not asking for blessing. I'm not asking for a handout. I'm asking for your mercy. I'm asking for you to come down and do what I don't deserve you to do. I know I'm wretched. I know I'm a sinner. I know I'm lost. And I know, I mean, I don't deserve anything. But Jesus, thou Son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him. I looked up that word charged. You know what it means? Reprimand. They got on to him. And they said, shh, shh hey, hey, hey. Listen, you need to to settle down a little bit. Listen, you need uh, to to get yourself, pull yourself together. Uh, Come on, you need to be a little more dignified than screaming out like that. I mean, listen, we've got a dignitary. This is Jesus we're talking about, and you need to show a little respect. They reprimanded him. You need to shut up, man. But you know what he did? And the Bible says that they charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried more a great deal. Listen, when you have a desperate situation, listen, people are not going through what you're going through. When people can see, it's easy for them to tell you to shut up. Like it's easy for them to get on to you. Amen. When they're blessed. When they're whole. When their kids are acting right. When their bills are paid. Amen. When everything is good. It's easy for them to say, listen, you need to settle down and you need to be a little more dignified. Oh, but listen, when you've got nothing to lose and you can't see and your life has been a life of begging and there's an answer right there somewhere, you can't see it, you can't feel it, but it's right out there somewhere. Amen. You'll begin to cry out in desperation. Inspiration, Jesus, thou Son of David, have mercy on me. Can I get a big amen? When Jesus comes on the scene, you've got to be willing to do what others won't so that you can have what others don't. He said there's a lot of folks that will come to church and they'll just stay quiet and they'll just stay dignified and they'll just act like everything's okay and they'll leave out of here the same way they came in. But when you get desperate enough and you say, I can't leave here another Sunday in my same situation, I've got to have a change. I know that Jesus is in the house and He's the Savior and He's the healer and He's the deliverer and I've got to have some help. You'll begin to cry out, Jesus! Jesus! Have mercy on me when you begin to put away your, your pride. See, there's a lot of folks, they won't cry, they won't call out, they won't cry out to God. They're going to go lift their voice because they've got too much pride. I can't let anybody know that I have problems. Everybody at that church thinks I'm perfect. Everybody at that church thinks I've got it all together. Well, don't let me bust your bubble. But no, they don't. They know you're not perfect and they know you don't have it all together. You know why? Because they don't either. None of us do. And we're all here in the same situation. We all need to cry out to Jesus and say, have mercy on us. You've got to put your pride aside if you want Jesus to show up. And you've got to stop listening to negative people. Just because somebody else don't want Jesus to do nothing for them doesn't mean you don't need him to do something for you. Just because they don't have a problem and they're not desperate enough, amen, they don't know your situation. Amen, so when people say be quiet, just yell the louder. Get more desperate. Amen, get out there and Amen. say, Lord, I'm going to do... People say, that's crazy. What do you mean fasting? What? That's just dumb. I'm not going to give up nothing. I'm not going to go without a meal. That's fine. Don't do it. And if you're not willing to do what others want, you're not going to have what others don't. When the blessings start flowing, when the miracles start happening, when the, when the blessings start flowing, amen, everybody says, oh, some of that. No, no, no. You see, who paid the price, who sacrificed, gets the blessing. When you're willing to do what people say is crazy, God will reward you and bless you for it. And oh, he began to cry out even the more. He didn't let his pride, he didn't let negative people get in the way, and he didn't worry about what people thought about him. Oh, listen, he was crying out, Jesus, thou son of David. Oh, remember, remember King David? King David came in when they brought the ark into the, amen, into Israel, to Jerusalem. Amen. David, the Bible says, he took off all his priestly garments and he began to dance with reckless abandon. His wife looked out the window and she she was just a mortal. She was just jealous, and she was just embarrassed. And she said, I just can't believe you did that. that. Dancing in front of all those women like that. He said, honey, you ain't seen nothing yet. When people say, I can't believe that you raise your hands. And, I can't believe that you shout amen. And, I, can't, <clears throat> I can't believe you're coughing like that. <clears throat> I've been sick this week, sorry. You've got to say, you know what? You ain't seen nothing yet. 2015, I'm going to dance more. I'm going to shout more. I'm going to say hallelujah more. I'm going to clap my hands more. I'm going to worship more. I'm going to give more. You ain't seen nothing yet. It's time that we get a little undignified in church if we want Jesus to show up. Yeah, Jesus, he's not comfortable in most churches either. Too quiet for him. He wants to go somewhere somebody's hollering out, Jesus, have mercy on me. Because he's all about saving and healing and delivering and setting people free. And he's looking for somebody that'll cry out to him so he can do what he does best. Can I get an amen? Well, verse 49, he kept crying out until he got his attention. I declare to you this morning in 2015, let's keep praying, let's keep fasting, let's keep seeking God until we get his attention. And he's walking, don't you just get the picture. Here's the crowd and they're moving. And they're maybe, maybe they've already moved on past where he was. And so he's crying out. And he can hear the crowd getting further in the distance. And he cries even louder. But all of a sudden, the Bible says, Jesus stood still. I'm going to tell you, faith always stops God. Faith gets God's attention. When you get desperate and you begin to cry out, amen, Jesus will stop and he'll say, hey, I sense that there's something different. Well, I'm going to show you something else. I want you to notice that when Jesus stopped and stood still, he didn't go back to where blind Bartimaeus was. He just stopped, okay, here I am. You're crying out, you're desperate, you want me, you got my attention. now, what are you going to do? Well, the people I like this. I saw this this morning really uh, I don't know I'm sure I've seen it before, but it jumped out to me uh for the first time uh this morning as I read this again, and he said, uh He stood still and he said, and the people, or he said, and they called the blind man saying unto him, be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth you. I want you to notice, even the same people that were just reprimanding him, the same people that were telling him to be quiet are now telling him, hey, be of good cheer. He's calling you. Listen, they even had enough sense to know. When Jesus is calling you, He's calling you for a reason. They know that everybody that has come to Jesus until now didn't leave the same way they came. The blind left seeing. The dumb left talking. The lame left walking. They knew when Jesus stopped, something was about to happen. And they said, be of good cheer. He's calling you. And now that all of a sudden we're at a dilemma... I'm crying, I'm calling, I'm trying to get his attention. Now hes stopped, He's bidding me come, but I've got a choice to make. And every, people make it every single week. I can't go. I don't have the money. I don't have the right clothes. I, I, I don't have the education. I I can't see. How am I going to get to Jesus? I don't have any friends. I don't know who's going to lead me there. Everybody has an excuse of why they can't get to him once they got his attention. So many times we reach out with our faith. We fast, we pray, and we're right on the verge of a breakthrough. He's calling us, but we won't make that next move because it's uncomfortable. We don't know what's out there when you can't see. I, I I don't know who's looking at me. What what if I go and nothing happens? I'll be everybody'll laugh at me. See, there's so many things. The devil oh, at this point, at this moment, in your miracle, all of a sudden you have all these things running through your mind. You've been crying out for mercy. You've got God's attention. They say He's calling for you, but now you've got a choice to make. Well, thank God, Blind Bartimaeus made the right decision. The Bible says that he cast away his garment and rose and came to Jesus. You see, he had on beggar's garments. You've seen these people all over town with these signs, we'll work for food and all these different things. I saw the other day the sign was in the bush. And different people would come and use the same sign. They'd use it for a while, and they'd put it back in the bush and leave somebody else come get it. I mean, it's just a it's a, it's a, it's a beggar's garment. Some of them are legitimate, some of them are con artists. We, we don't know, if the Lord ever impresses you to bless them, give. I mean, you know, don't worry about what they're doing with it, but be led by the Lord. I don't just give to all of them, but sometimes the Lord impresses you and whatever you give, you're giving to the Lord and it, you're going to be blessed for it. But there's a lot of folks out there begging. And they had beggar's garments. And he had on his old tattered rags. And he had all that. And it was his identity. This is who I am. It's what I do. It's my cup. It's my shawl. Everybody knows I'm blind. He's got a decision to make now. Am I going to let the past identify me? Am I going to hold on to my fear? Am I going to hold on to my habits? Am I going to hold on to my unforgiveness? What am I going to do? Thank God. He cast his old garments aside. He said I'm not going to need my beggar's cloth anymore I'm not going to need my tin cup Amen I'm going on to something greater A miracle is in store for me And the Bible says he cast aside his garment And he arose and he came to Jesus Jesus said What would you that I should do unto thee You know Jesus still gives us a choice he asked him, he's, it's obvious he's blind, but Jesus still said, What would you have me do for you? Blind Bartimaeus, he could have said, Oh Lord, could you could you just strengthen my arm so I can shake my cup a little better? Could you could you just uh help my leg so I can walk a little better? Lord, could you could you bless me with some money? You know, he could have held his cup out to Jesus and said, could you just share a little change with me? Jesus is leaving it up to him. How big, how big do you want to believe? Are you believing for just a little blessing? See, Jesus will leave it up to you. What would you have me do for you? And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Lord, let's go big. Let's, let's believe big. Let's just don't ask for little trivial things that are going to pass away. Let's don't just ask for temporal things. Let, let's, let's do this thing big. And he said, he said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, go thy way for my faith, my power, my anointing as the Son of God has healed thee. Nobody's reading along? (laughs) That's not what it says. And just in case you didn't know. He said, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Because you believed. Because you were willing to cry out when others wouldn't. Because you got up when others couldn't. And because you cast aside everything. Because you believed big. Go your way. Thy faith. Has made thee whole. And all of a sudden the Bible says. And immediately. He received his sight. And went on doing his own thing. See that's how most of us are. Lord I want you to heal me. So I can go do my thing. I want you to bless me. I want you to give me all this blessing. So I can go do my thing. No. And he followed him. See, Jesus is wanting us. He's wanting us to cry out. He's wanting us to come to him. He's wanting to bless us so that you'll follow him. He wants you to be a follower, a disciple. He wants you to grow and learn. He wants you to grow up. He wants you to go out and do the same thing. He wants you to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Cast out devils. He wants you to be a disciple that he can work through. He wants you to learn of him so you can go do the same thing. Not that you can go do your own thing. He wants you to do His thing. Amen. The kingdom thing. Bringing people that are lost to be found. Bringing those in darkness to the light. Amen. Jesus wants you to go and do what He's called you to do. He followed Jesus. He's not coming on the scene. Amen. So you can just have goosebumps and feel good and come to church and go, Whoa, and then go home and do your own thing. Go back to work never tell nobody you're a Christian. Go to school and live your secret identity. No, He wants you to let your light shine in 2015. Can I get a big amen? amen. Come on, clap for joy, somebody. <laughs> Hallelujah. Woo! Come on, jump to your feet. Let's get excited this morning. Jesus is here. Huh? He's here. And in every area, in every section, people need Jesus. Huh? Yeah. People over here in this section need Jesus. Woo, Brother Cody just holler, Jesus, Jesus have mercy. Right over in that area, let Jesus have mercy. Holler. Michael holler, Jesus have mercy. Woo, right there in that, over in that whole section. Hey, man, he's crying out for mercy for you. Brother Joe holler, Jesus have mercy. Oh, right there in that whole section. He's having mercy. He's healing. He's delivering. He's setting it for you free. Oh, come on, Brother John. Holler, Jesus, have mercy. Right here. Jesus, have mercy. Amen. Hear people's heart. Hear people's cry. Amen. Lord, today we need you to have mercy on us. We want to throw away our blankets, our, our security, our insecurity. And we want to come to Jesus saying, Jesus, I need you. I don't know what you need today. I don't know what you're willing to cry out for but I'm here to say that Jesus is here to say what would you have me do for you you see you're not limited by what I can do you're not limited by what you can do it's what he can do so how big are you going to believe today what are you asking God for what are you crying out for Pastor Elias prays, or plays. <laughs> he said, I'm not praying. Am I praying? If you need anything today, if you just want to dedicate this year, if you're just, you, you're, you've prayed, you're fasting, you're seeking God, and you say, Lord, I'm coming. I'm going to throw away every garment of lack, and undefe- just, just sin, and sickness, and disease, and lack of faith, and doubt. I'm coming, running. I'm saying, Jesus, Have mercy. And whatever you need this morning, I just want you by faith to step out, come into this altar. I'm going to pray over you before we go. And let's just believe God. Come with it in your heart. Jesus, have mercy on me today. Oh, thank you, Father. you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you Thank can you, use Lord Jesus. anything, Lord, you can use me. Use me, Lord, this year. Use me, Lord. Take my hands, Lord, and my feet my heart lord speak to me if you can use anything lord you can use me oh what a prayer if you can use anything lord use me how can the lord use you this year to be a blessing to your home your family your business your neighbors this morning as we come cry out lord have mercy Father, all across this auditorium, every person is crying out a different cry. They have a different need. But Lord, your faith and your power is not limited and you can do anything. So today, blind eyes can be opened. I command sight just begin to restore to those natural eyes. And I command sight to come back to those spiritual eyes, those that are in darkness, those that are in indecision, those that don't know what to do. I pray today that they'll have clarity, vision for their future, for their home, for their family, for their business. Father, today we're crying out and we say, Jesus, Jesus. have mercy. If you've sinned, just say, Jesus, forgive me. I'm sorry. If you don't know the Lord today, say, dear Jesus, I believe you're God's Son. I believe you died on the cross for me and rose again. I accept you into my life as my Lord and as my Savior. I give you my life today. Father, I declare... Miracles. I thank you, marriages are being restored right now. Husbands and wives are just forgiving each other and letting the past go. Children are forgiving their parents. You're putting love in their hearts. I thank you, Lord, that you're restoring bodies. Heal that body right now. There's nothing too hard. Fathers, they cry out, have mercy. Right now, you begin to move. In every situation, heal. Let that pain leave. I rebuke the devourer in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for restoring people's callings. I thank you today, they're throwing that blanket, that garment of fear, unbelief, and they're responding to the call of God on their life by saying yes. Maybe they don't even know exactly what it is or how they're going to do it, but they just know God's got something bigger for me that I'm fulfilling. So today I just say yes. Whatever you want me to do, I'll follow you. Come on, let's make this declaration for 2015. Lord, I'll do what you want me to do. I'll say what you want me to say. I'll go where you want me to go. And I'll be who you've called me to be. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.